Welcome to Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, a.k.a. Wolf, and with me as always is Sal. Hey, how's it going, everyone? I'm happy to be here, as always. Yeah, Sal, the, the, the guy that just still will not change his name. It's it's getting closer, though, I'll tell you, you know, Your real you name know. is Mondo. Sal Reesian. Mondo sounds better. It sounds cooler. Yeah. You sound like a surfer. Yeah. Sal just sounds weird. Just show oh, also to the point. With us today is Chief. Chief. Hello, everybody. You want to weigh in on this whole Sal versus Mondo thing? I, I've been calling him Mondo Burger. That's what Mondo. That's, you know what? Mondo Burger. There you go. Yeah, just remember there's <laughs> cheese and lettuce and everything, all the trimmings that are supposed to be on a hamburger. The bacon is on a, is on a Mondo Burger? That's it. Plus that sounds, more. That sounds disgusting. Plus more. <laughs> it sounds disgusting because you're supposed to be the salad czar, not the burger czar. Oh, but you know how the that burgers, is. The burgers are bizarre. Folks, I, I promise you we're not stunned here. I'm just kidding. It just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So what we have today, uh, we have a, a show lined up for you. We got Chiefy came back. We're going to talk a little bit about. Get some more Mexican folklore. Mexican Isn't that right, folklore. Chief? Yeah, a little Mexican folklore, a little uh, legends and lores, uh, some Tejano folklore. Oh, yeah, and I finally got the story that I've been, you know, promising to tell you, Wolf, and I've, I've t- touched on it a little bit in another, you know, another episode or so. Well, it's taken so long. Well, I had been... to talk to my mom, you know. I wanted to get the, the wow. all the 411 on what it, What kind you of know? son doesn't talk to his mother? Well, you know, hey. Hey, with the Latino moms, that takes a minute, bro. Like, <laughs> how is everything? You got to have time out of your day to do that. How is, how's your wife, Miko? And you then just, there's a whole interrogation, bro, like a whole yeah. 20, 20 yeah. questions. I, on the average, I get the four to five hour talk every time. So, wow. you know. <laughs> wow. Hope everybody's Memorial Day went well or was good, whatever. That's about that time. But by the time you hear this, it'll be like, you know, a long time from that. Quite possibly, but that's all good, though. And hey, before we get started, let's uh, give them the email, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's doswolfman88 at gmail.com, doswolfman88 at gmail.com, and wolfandsal at gmail.com, wolfandsal at gmail.com. Uh, want to touch about that real quick. A lot of you have sent me your emails. You've sent me your stories. And it is, I am getting back to people that are from late April. That's how far back we are right now. And this is Memorial Day, so... Um, yeah, we're, 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 this is, yeah, I'm sorry that it's taken so long to get to you, but we have gotten slammed with a ton of information, stories and people. I'm trying to talk to people, trying to call people, getting, mm-hmm. you know, I was working out last night and I was listening to somebody tell me their story while I was working out and I was like, Hey, just tell me your story, man. And I'll, I'll work out. And so he did. The guy was really cool. I'm going to hope maybe get him on the show. Um, I was talking to another young lady um, who's a paranormal investigator out of Colorado. I was nice. talking to her earlier today, and she sounds pretty promising. We got a lot of cool stuff lined up. We got a lot of cool stuff lined up. We got some good researchers, some authors we're going to be talking to. I've been talking to a a, a plethora of people. It sounds and good, so brother. we have a lot of good interviews hopefully coming up pretty soon. Paul Sinclair, we've been oh, talking to him. yeah. Yep, I'm trying to get Luke uh, Penton um, to come on the show. Uh, Lon Strickler. Oh, hey, so he's, we got, he expressed we got some, interest in our show. Awesome. Yeah, we got some. We That's got pretty some, rad. Yeah, we got some people that we're trying to get on the show that, that we've been talking about it back and forth, whatever. And so, um, but we just have, we, we're so many people that we talk yeah. to, that we've been talking to, and we're trying to get these these things going. Got a guy that's a researcher that, that talks about 
sea monsters. Oh, nice. Sea cryptids, whatever. He's been on TV and stuff. So we're going to have him. That's all stuff coming up in the future. And so I hope everybody likes the show up to this point and everything that we've been doing. And some field, um, field stuff coming up. Yeah. Yep, Chief, you've been doing some field investigations. Well, not really. He just kind of walks around haunted <laughs> houses and he's like, he's like. Creeping about. I disrespect you, ghost. Come out here and fight me like a man. And then basically, <laughs> and, then he, and then he runs. Who's there? Who's there? And then he's like, he goes, what was that? I heard a, what was that? And, and yeah. then he feels something warm run down his leg. <laughs> hey. I feel ectoplasm. What was that? Or if you're part of the group, my name is Jeff. <laughs> my name is Jeff. <laughs> so anyways, we got a lot of stuff going on, guys. And we hope that we can get these people, um, get them on the show. We're going to interview a lot of people. We had a ton of stuff coming up, a ton of stuff planned. So, you know, of course, the Vic interview. And we had Simon Young. Got a lot of feedback about Simon Young. People accusing me of, like, disrespecting God. I don't even know where that they could possibly get that from because I'm the furthest person from, from disrespecting God. I love God. I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I do not adhere to Simon's beliefs. He doesn't believe in God. That's that's what he yeah, believes, you know? His, yeah, man. Those are his cool. beliefs, you know? Yeah, I'm there, not... was, there was one time you kind of disrespected my cousin Jesus, but I don't – that's – but not but, but, but completely that, but different that's Jesus. Your cousin though. That's not that's <laughs> completely not, different Jesus. That's not Jesus Cristo. <laughs> like when they knock on the door and they're like, Jesus loves you. I'm like, what? You better not be spitting the rumors, man. <laughs> and the game's around. on and the game's on and there's a phone where you're like, Jesus. And your mom's like, Mijo, no. I'm like, no, I'm talking about our cousin, mom. Chill. Talking about, hey, talking <laughs> about Jesus. Talking about Jesus Pablo. Yeah, okay. Chewy, you know. Chewy. Yeah, talking about Jesus. Yeah, talking about Chewy. Oh, yeah, I just, so. I just, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses, they'll come and they'll knock on your door if they think you're Latino and they'll, they'll talk to you about it in Spanish. Oh, oh yeah. For sure. They'll tell you that Je that Jesus loves you and you're like, really? And you're thinking of like the maintenance guy and you're like, whoa, really? Yeah. How do you know this? Did <laughs> we, he tell you this? We had to save Loki's brother from some Jehovah's one time. <laughs> he was like, they're going to give, but they were going to give me books, guys. <laughs> <laughs> going to give you the book of knowledge. Awesome. And if you're Jehovah's Witness, no disrespect. I don't disrespect anyone's religion. I just, they, they, they I have had many spirited debates with Mormons, with Jehovah's Witnesses. They've come to the house and I've mm -hmm. sat and talked to them and I've actually fed some of them and we've talked. You have your belief, I have mine. We try to convert one another and then we go about our day. That's yeah. how it goes. And I mean, that's been the natural order of things when you, get into the realm of world religions and stuff that, you know, you're going to have people trying to convert other people to their way of thinking. And Hey, you, you can do that. This is America. You can try, you can talk to people. If they don't want to talk to you, they can run away and all that good stuff. As for us, Hey, whoever you are, whatever uh, you believe, you do know, your thing. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. At the end of the day, all you can do is tell them, I care about you and you're going to burn in hell. I'll see you later. <laughs> That's all you can do. I'm sorry. I can't you know? help you. Goodbye. And you just slam the door you're, in the face. You're, you're nah, cool, I'm just but you're a heathen. There were some Mormons that used to come to my at the haunted house. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a quick little creepy story. There were some Mormons that used to come to the haunted house, and now Squid was there. I don't know if he's listening, <laughs> Squid. But we were there, and we were just you know we were being nice to him. There were these two young guys. I felt bad for them. They're out in the heat in that summer heat, and they were just like running around on their bikes or whatever with their little helmets, you know. And so they, they came by, and they, I guess me and Scorpion had let them in, one, or Scorpion had let them in one day, and so they were like, thinking, them, oh, we, we can we can convert these these people, you know? So one day I was there with Squid, and we're sitting there, and it was just me and him, and we're sitting there at the table, and literally 
the knife, you know, the knife thing, how it would fall off the wall. Yeah. The knife thing did that. Oh. oh and wow. they were like, oh. And they kind of looked. One of them looked, and I was like, this, this is a little blonde haired kid. I felt <laughs> sorry for him, you know, because he was like, what was that? And I was like, it's a demon. I think I vaguely remember that. <laughs> I was like, it's a demon, you know. And the kid was like, well, wh- what? And I was like, I was like, well, yeah, all anything that's not of God is is demonic. Obviously, God didn't knock that knife off the wall. So the kid got up and left. <laughs> and then his friend was in the bathroom. And his friend came out, and I was like, your friend took off because the demon knocked a knife off the wall. And this is a true story. And the kid was like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. And so the kid left. <laughs> they left, dude. I, I don't know if you remember. Chief, you weren't living there, nah, but I know you probably I remember vaguely that, remember that story. Yeah. about that. Yeah. And so anyway, that happened to me and Squid. And I was just like, dude. And then, and then after that, Squid was like, dude, we shouldn't scare him like that. I'm like, like I did it. You know, I'm like, what do you want? I'm not pulling it with a string. It just happened. He's like, you know, we shouldn't scare him like that. They're fun to argue with. You know, like he actually enjoyed it. Like he'd bust out the Bible and start arguing with them back and forth, you know, yeah. like Squid's super religious or anything. He just likes to argue, you know. <laughs> but anyway, that's a, that was a, that was a kind of a freaky incident. So those two Mormon guys were, you know, they chalk one up another one for the house. Man, they left. They were just like, we're not coming back. We're done. You know, you know. So, but hey, mark mark that address off the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. like, they got something going on over there. We don't need to be going over there and talking about the you know Church of Latter Day Saints or whatever to them. So, but anyways, like I said, I don't disrespect anybody's religion at all. So anybody who took it is that I was. Simon was being, you know, not whatever. That was what he was doing. And he was talking about walking into portals and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not doing that either. I don't blame him. I mean, he's a researcher, you know, very straight up guy, very knowledgeable. If if, if he feels that that's what he has to do in order to, to, to get that, that undeniable proof like that, well, then, hey, all I can say is do your thing, Simon, because I support you. He goes out there to the Blue, Blue Mountains where I've heard the stories of people going missing out there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't much. even want to be, you know, and then there's this other area I know up in Canada where, where, where people's heads are getting ripped off. You know about yeah, that? And the valley, highway, that, that yeah. valley, and then. The valley was, of the headless the men. Madly, that valley of the headless, whatever, and I'm going like, what? I don't, well, I would not be that interested in Bigfoot to be getting my head torn off. I'm like this, brother. <laughs> I'm like, if heads are rolling and you can't pass it off on bears, well, you know, and this is a this is a yeah, well. Bears don't go rip your head off; they just they just chew you up and bite you and, and eat you or whatever. Yeah. Maul, maul you, maul you, all that good stuff. And I mean, and up there, there's nothing, according to mainstream science, there's nothing up there bigger than the the, the grizzlies and all the stuff they have up there. Everything else wouldn't be able to rip your head off real easy, the way that uh, all the the accounts of that area are told in, in the details behind them, according to the First Nations people up there, is that they're ripped off the body. And then, yeah. So. Because even, I don't think, and Chief, you, you, and this is, once again, I want to just preface it with, like, I'm not bragging, but Chief, you know, I, this was a little bit before you started working there, but I know a lot of the guys told you this. I got to fight with these two guys one time outside, and they were big, big dudes, and I broke one of them's neck. Uh, now, I didn't break his spine like he wasn't um paralyzed paral- he wasn't paralyzed but but I, I hit him and it broke his neck and he was a big dude he was a big brother man i wasn't like fighting with no little kid it was a hip-hop club and it was pretty dangerous and me and willie were outside and and i or taz as everybody knows him and i broke i popped the guy because they, they they jumped me and then willie came out and that you know there were three of them actually but two of them i really got a hold of and his when he when he fell his head kind of went funny Oh wow! And then I ran inside. This was back in when when Sixth Street was like the Wild West, you know. And so then I see this guy, 
probably like three or four months later, and his he was wearing like one of those things on his neck, looked like a blender. Oh yeah, those and, halos. Yeah. And neck neck brace. Yeah, and Jerome and, and everybody was like kind of te- like, oh, that's that guy you hit. Oh, my gosh, that's him. You know, and he had this like thing in his neck. And I felt kind of bad, you know, but, dude, I'm not going to, you know, I was like broke back then. And I had like one slice of pizza and I was walking back into the club and oh, they were they were beating. I remember he knocked it out of your hand. Knocked it out of my hand because they were beating up some other dude. That, that ain't, I'm one of those people. I'm out of my business. All right? You know what? You're over there. Your house is getting raided. I'm that guy mowing the lawn across the street, not paying attention <laughs> to what's going on with your house because that, mm-hmm. that's not my problem. So these dudes are jumping some dude and that dude's like, what, fool? And he slapped my pizza out of my hand and I'm I'm watching my pizza in slow motion go to the, to the, you to know, the sidewalk. My last $2 because they give you this, the industry discount over there at Rapolo's. And I'm like, uh, and so I just, I looked at that, that first snapped, guy huh? and I was like, you're in big, big trouble, dude. And I fist to the North star, that dude's face. Like, I want to say that was my first week. And that was like my first glimpse of like, oh, uh, I don't holy, think so. Holy, like that, that might've been, you, you saw a fight right when you first That's started like saying, you know, that, that I was time. fighting with a guy outside and it was around Halloween or something like that. That's what you're talking about. That okay, I was on the okay. news or something, something. <laughs> I'm talking about this dude. It's kind of like saying which time, bro. You know. Yeah, <laughs> Willie was doing that to me the other day. Willie was like, "Yeah, this guy." He was telling Tony, and and Tony was like, "Oh, really?" And then I I, I, I can't even remember because there's so like, many. That's like saying, "Remember that time we put clothes on?" Or remember time? We, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but th- but this guy though, no, I remember because he broke his neck, and then the cops came and it was talking to us about it or whatever. They didn't really care. The guy was like, they they had literally beaten this other little dude into like a coma. Oh, wow. And so when I did that to that dude, they, they just came in there to see what, you know, because the guy had to go to the hospital and they were like, who is the guy that did this to him? And back then I only weighed about 275. You know, I was a big guy, but I wasn't like no monster, you know? And this guy was a pretty, he was a pretty big dude and his buddy was even bigger. And I knocked the crud out of his brother, his uh, buddy too, and, and, and put a whooping on him pretty good. And then I ended up going inside and I was just mad about the pizza thing, you know, and I remember Willie, that was the first time Willie had seen me fight. But I don't think you were there yet, Chief, but you probably heard the stories. But I'm telling you, even on my best day, I don't think I could rip a guy's head off. Yeah, it's, you know? it's the, the ripping of the head off, that takes, for us to rip the head off something, when you think about it, it'd have to be something like a mouse or a squirrel. A chicken? You know, <laughs> or a chicken. I, I heard of a chimp, right? Chimp being strong enough to rip a head off. I don't know, man. I, I I never have seen an animal do it. I've seen a dog bite a cat, like you know, but it's pretty brutal. But right, anyway, but you can see that. I mean, you can look at a the, cat, the, these bigfoot the size these disparity. Yeah, Sasquatch yeah. creatures are definitely not to be messed with, dude. And the no. ones that Simon's talking about, ten to fourteen. Are you kidding me? Oh, he's yeah. talking about the Quinkins or Clinkins. What were they like? called? What do you call I'm them? I'm trying to remember. He had a, he had a, a particular word. I want to say that, that, that was the name of it, the Clinkins or. Something to that effect, but they those words specify and I the can't big ones. Even say like he said, yeah. Well, even... we got these ten, fourteen feeters up here. You right, know, right, hey, right, they right. Grab right. you, pull your head right off. You know, and I'm just like, wow, oh, big, big bug, big buggers, big buggers. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes me not want to go there. You know, I can just <laughs> yeah. tell you that. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I, can't I will even not fathom. be going there. And then you have the the mouse spider, which I did some research on, and then I did the, and then of course he was talking about that. uh What's the other one? The funnel web? Like, the funnel web spider man. and the mouse spider. That's a, that, that right there is enough to keep me out of Australia. You don't have to do anything else. But then they go overboard with like the 10 deadliest snakes, great whites, and saltwater crocs. I'm yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, you know well, for a lot of people that, that haven't really researched Australia, apart from most people just know the big cities and Australia is this and that and is home to a lot of 
quote unquote strange animals, right? Mm-hmm. So them being home to strange, you know, that's about all they know. But the really strange stuff, you've got to be there in Australia to hear about because guess what? Australia was isolated for so long. And, and I mean, you you have up north, like Simon said, you've got like rainforests up there. And there, you look at where the population of that country, where it's all gathered at, the majority of it, you, you don't get a lot of exploring in a lot of those areas because it's just too rugged. The country is just tough. And so I can imagine there's probably quite a few cryptids in Australia that We've never see. seen the whole interior. Seen out there, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, whole interior. You know, I was there's a, there's a weird reptilian element to that because I I was talking to a guy years ago who was real into the whole David Ike thing, and he was like he was a friend of my brother's. I can't remember his name, but he was he was real into that. And he said that all that all the all of the interior of Australia is underground hive for reptilians. That's what he believed. Like he was talking about. He was all telling me all this stuff. Of course, at that time I was. Not really. I was just like, yeah, okay, you know. But now I'm looking back and I'm going like, I have heard this so many times, you know. Like I was reading a book about the Solomon Islands and how I was reading that they, you could literally go underground in some of those places and go all the way into other continents from under the ocean through the underground. That, that's what this guy was saying on that Solomon Islands book. I don't remember the guy that wrote it. Uh, me and Anthony both read it. I don't know if you remember Anthony, the, the book, but. It was called like Solomon Island Legends or something. Yeah, or something yeah. Like that, that. And, oh, and wait, of course, that's the book. Yeah, I've been, I've been. That's my next read, man. That's the one. You what was it called? Solomon yeah. Island Mysteries. Good, yeah. good book, guys. If you ever want to read a really good book, another another good book um, to read is anything that I'm going to write. <laughs> I'm gonna write all kinds of stuff, and then just you're just gonna have to read it. <laughs> and there you go. Just the ramblings of a madman. Oh, is that I'm the just, title? <laughs> well, I'm gonna do crazy. So I'm gonna send postcards to my neighbors with me just holding a rifle. <laughs> it's already written. It's just not written. Just letting them know. I, you know, <laughs> I'm still here. I just wanted you to know that. <laughs> holding an axe. <laughs> you know, oh, you gotta keep them on your toe on their toes, oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you one thing, though. In all seriousness, though, Simon, you know, he's he's got a lot of info on the Yowie and any other, you know, variants of the Yowie in, in Australia. And my hat's off to him. The guy is definitely, he knows his stuff. He does. I enjoyed that whole, I enjoyed that whole episode. That was a good episode. So I, I wanted to say something. Um, I was talking to a guy from South Texas yesterday. I was doing a ton of interviewing. And this guy had some really interesting stories. He actually gave me a fairy story. Oh, that's out of South Texas, yeah, because that whole South Texas corridor is really freaky, yeah. dude. There's a lot of weird stuff out there. The border belt, the bo- yeah, and so there was a Cadejo story. No, oh, nice. I said it like a real little a Cadejo. <laughs> I was I was listening to a Cadejo story. There's a Cadejo story, and this guy he was saying that basically it was a family curse. Oh. Uh, not not the guy from the, this was a different guy, but the, like the guy yesterday was talking about fairies and about he had yeah. a UFO encounter, all in that south in that South Texas corridor. Well, that that place is chock full of just all kinds of. I mean, I can't even begin to explain. I'm I'm at a loss for words. That just I guess the sky's the limit when it comes to some craziness or well, weirdness out there. L- let me tell you this story, guys, and and we'll tell the audience this one. And then I wanted to talk about something that I posted on the Paranormal Roundtable on Facebook. 
Okay. The Paranormal Roundtable Facebook group. I posted a, a thing about that. But this guy had a quick, I'll, I'll tell you the story. This was down in Harlingen. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he said it was like a familial story of a, of a hellhound, like a Cadejo. And ba- bas- the basic premise was his family had been cursed. A bruja, had, which is a witch, mm-hmm. had cursed his grandfather because he, his grandfather's grandmother got married against their will against the parents' will. So mm-hmm. it would be his great-grandparents on his grandmother's side. They actually cursed the grandfather. Oh. And so things began to happen. The first thing that happened was he was driving along, and this was way back in, when the cars were probably very rinky-dink, rickety, whatever. And so he was driving along. Oh, actually, you know what? I should go back further. This was way back. It was in, He was in a wagon and they were riding along, and then and then something jumped out, and it attacked the horse. Oh, man. And it killed it right in front of him. Like, it just attacked it. And this was like a work horse that they used to carry supplies. Yeah. So him and his brother got out, and they fled. And they got away from this thing, but this thing chased them through the woods. It stalked them, and they climbed a tree. The way that they described it, it had, like, the head what looked like, like a pit bull. It was black. It had red eyes. And that this thing began to climb up a tr- the tree. And one of the brothers had the foresight to jump down while it was going up the tree and to retrieve a, a, a gun that had been dropped uh-huh. and shot at it. And it didn't kill it or hurt it, but it got its attention. And right. then and then it, that, that brother had a long head start. He took off running. Right. And the other brother got down and went the other way. So two brothers went in two different directions. Mm-hmm. The one with the gun was found killed. Oh, and oh, that man. was that would have been this guy's great uncle. Oh man! And it started because of a curse. This is what he told me, and he said that the the brother the brother was killed, and they had the the burial whatever. And while they were at the funeral, people were hearing growling and and snarling noises coming from around the the, the audience cemetery. that was wow. there at the cemetery. And of course. They started all having weird dreams. Um, he said that his great his uh, grandfather had like three brothers and three sisters, so there were seven of them. And according to him, one of the sisters got some sort of illness, like something, I don't, I don't know if it was cholera or something, and right. she died. And then another one married a guy, and then they died in some sort of accident, uh, in a train accident. And then one of his other brothers was found chewed up, also was chewed up, yeah. And this all happened down in the valley, and they they worked um, like I guess he had some sort of job or like a construction job where they built stuff. So what ended up happening was they had to go to another like witch doctor to try to get this curse removed, and she couldn't mm-hmm. break it. Oh man! She said that they couldn't break it. It was literally blood magic. And so this entity, this hellhound or whatever, stalked the family for generations. And so his dad. I guess like like was this was the one I was confused with. His dad was driving along back in like the '60s or something or '50s, and in, in, in a still-bodied car, according to him. And this thing comes jumping out of the tree line, running on all fours, but then going up on the, the hind legs and like literally tries to tear the door off of the uh, you know. Once again, the dog, the head was it looked like a dog. Mm-hmm. It was a black dog had a, had a very yeah. Yeah, he said it had a very uh, like bulldogish looking head, according to what he told me, and it there there were these huge claw marks on the side of the car. Now he claims that that he has that he had actually seen pictures of what this thing had done to the steel body, 
and it had literally peeled part of the door back backwards. You know how, and you open the door from one side, like a whole and, sardine can. Yeah, it peeled thing. it from the other side, and it was it was sticking out, and there were claw marks on it, and that it had bit the top of the car too, and with its jaws. And so this thing was trying to kill his dad, and he believes that it did. It was responsible for a hunting accident that happened to his uncle. Oh. So this thing had been stalking the family, and so. He thinks that it began to stalk him because he was awakened one night from growling and and this weird noises or whatever coming from the foot of his bed. He wakes up and he sees this thing sitting there on all fours. He said that it was black, just pitch black. The way he described it was like almost panther-like, but it was definitely canine. You can see the pointed ears kind of sticking up. And it had this real sleek head, and it had these big old jaws. And he goes, I could see it even in the darkness. He said he had like a neon Bud Light sign or whatever in his room. And he saw it there, and he said that he felt like if he moved any which way that it was going to attack him. And then he said there was a knock on the door. The thing turned its head, looked toward the door, and then ran and leapt out the window. But when he said that it went toward the window, it didn't actually go through the wall or anything like that. It was like it just disappeared. Wow. So so even generations later, the family's still cursed. It's still cursed, yeah, ethereal. And now his son has, and that was, he's had two encounters with it. Now, the other one he had, he said that he had taken his son to a baseball practice and dropped him off. And he and his wife were driving home, and this thing ran up under their car, and they swerved and went in between two trees, and their vehicle got lodged between the two trees. And he said, I swear, it was that black dog. It had red eyes. Made them almost wreck, you know, in, right. in in between the two trees or whatever. And he said that, that luckily they didn't hit one of the trees, you know, right. and they were just lodged in between these two trees. And so then his son, his oldest son, has claimed now that he has seen this thing. Him and his, his friend were riding their bikes and this big black dog came out and was chasing them. And so, you know. I, mean, I think that correlates, man. A lot of Cadejos, I mean, they, some of the elders or, or even stories say that. It's a, a precursor or like a forewarning to to death or or something something terrible is going to happen. Well, do you think that they that, that you can actually be cursed by these things? I think if uh, generations have gone by and this same family is dealing with this same entity or or entities or or whatever a vehicle for somebody to curse them or or some kind of brujeria, I th- I, I think so. Yeah. As far as that's concerned, I mean, if you wanted to place it in the realm of just the physical stuff, if you've got this creature let's say if it was flesh and blood it's been stalking that family for all those generations and if if it were real if if it's in the case if it's totally physical it's totally physical it's teaching its own it's teaching its young about this family that it's been stalking and if it's smart enough you know that like i think that the dog. The I don't dog think man. it's a dog, man. No, no I'm just saying. I, I think it's a spiritual creature well, that, yeah. that, that can maybe even demonic. Kind demonic, of yeah. yeah. I think it's something ethereal. Yeah. That come that comes out. This generational thing. I've heard of this before, not with the Cadejo, but I've heard of it. Yeah, people doing having... this generational thing. Like I've heard of 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 people having ghosts and things that stalk them for generations. I, I honestly, in my opinion, guys, I think it's something ethereal that can manifest itself in a physical way because demons can do that. Yeah. Something malignant enough to hold a grudge. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, why? if that's the case, then or that would, it's that bound be, to them. I think that would be counterproductive yeah. to the whole dogman, um, uh, Sasquatch uh, 
the anonymity, yeah. the, the the survival, staying silent, staying yeah. hiding, let's survive. That would I think striking striking twice in the same spot would be completely counterproductive to survival. Yeah. Well, that, like I said, the, this is this is not a uh, no no. I, I, this is not a wrong. dog man. No, I, don't I, don't, I mean, wrong. even though it got up on two legs, I think that's right. just a demonic red, red eyes. You know, when we interviewed Vic, he even even said himself that he believes that that these things can be demonic entities. Simon said the same thing. I mean, we've interviewed people and. Yeah. They believe that that there's two different things going yeah. on there. They can be demonic or they yeah. can be physical. Just to clarify my point, I was just, you know, hypothesizing or, or speculating on the side that even if it was a real dogman, even if it was, you could say that could happen because if we, I am of the position that the dogman possessed human level intelligence. So if you had this dogman from generations ago having young and teaching its young about this family it's been stalking, you know what I'm saying? That would make sense. But again, in my opinion, the red eyes is what gives it away as far as demonic. You know, that's talk just... about evil, too, because I mean, like, yeah, the, the, the curse came from, I guess it would be his his great grand, like his great abuelita, mm-hmm. abuelita and she and, and abuelo, you know, they were so great grandparents, great, great. Yeah, they were so vindictive yeah. that they even cursed their descendants, which would be their descendants. Yeah. Wow. From that side, anyway, from that, from from her lineage, mm-hmm. you know, why would you do that? I mean, because I mean, you're that angry and vindictive that she. The story was, according to what he told me, she was supposed to marry this guy that was very wealthy, but that he was ugly, and she wasn't going to marry. She wasn't going to marry no matter and, how much money. As they he say had. in Spanish, fail. Fail. It was un fail. Yeah, know, like mucho <laughs> fail, mucho fail. So yeah, so <laughs> they she didn't want to marry him, and and so. And, and I, who knows? Maybe he was a dirty person. I think he was a cachino or something. Yeah. I don't know. But they, they just didn't, she didn't want to marry him, so she married this other guy. He was he was suave, you mm-hmm. know. She probably liked him and all this yeah, stuff. And, and so, the other guy, this yeah, was the well, other guy with chiflao, you know, right. like, like in what is those that? days, bro. The other, guy was, the other guy was Pepe Le Pew. He was, he was very celoso. Yeah. You know? He was so, jealous. He was very he jealous. Was very jealous. And so he went and got it, and he said, "Do something. Look like Calibus from Attack of the Titans." <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm just. He's like, look at me. Yeah. You know, well, the, the reality is, brother, you know, in those days, this guy's great grandparents and stuff, arranged marriages was not a, no, that was normal. It yeah. Happened a so lot. she did, oh, yeah. she went out, she stepped out of bounds. Yeah. She said, no, I'm not going to marry this dude no matter what, you know, you're, money he's got. You're not going to get that, that dowry. Yeah. yeah. That dowry. Yeah. That ain't going to replace, you know, all the money he's got ain't going to replace his, you know, whatever deficiency she found in him mm-hmm. she's like that no amount of money can fix that so i ain't marrying him and she i like, like this guy you know papa don't preach i keep in the baby <laughs> and then he was like no do not because i'm gonna get an evil dog after you you're gonna pay for this maria he was like how come i only have one dollar maria <laughs> but with this one dollar i put a curse on you one dollar we only have one dollar and one dollar <laughs> No, but so, it's, it's a, you know, the pretty, pretty freaky story. Yeah. I mean, I figured we'd start off with that. And then um, the only other thing I had to, to add to, to, to that story was just that it's still going on. Oh, yeah. Apparently. That's... And now the kids are dealing with it. And that's very sad. And, yeah. Um, and yeah. Well, I guess this is one of those times you can say the sins of the father are coming back to haunt the children. It's yeah. unfortunate. And, and and to me, the sin is really coming from the grand, great grandmother, you know, whatever right, that did from that, that line, yeah. But the, the legacy know, of sin, you know, yeah, horrible. The, you know, it's descendants have to pay for it. I don't know. I don't know if I'd call it a sin, but it's definitely whoever had uh, 
whoever placed this curse on her on his family, that must have really ticked him off. It was definitely an angry spirit for so, sure. Yeah. Yeah, to go and summon the Cadejo to go after your own descendants is pretty brutal, dude. But you know what? Yeah, that ticked him off quite a bit. Had to have. I have so I wanted to ask you guys something. I know, Chief, you have some stuff you want to get into, but I wanted to uh, bring up something to you guys. I posted something to the Paranormal Roundtable uh, site a few days ago, and I wanted I wanted to see if you guys had seen it. And it was something about the Bat God, oh, the, the, yeah. Mayan, the Mayan Bat that, God. So, yeah. Did you guys see that? Okay, I, I thought yeah, that was like I thought that was like click, yeah. click yeah, bait come or, assault or click bait. <laughs> what is this? this is like, well, no, no, no. Hold on. Let me let me give a little clarity on this. Okay. I was like, People DC gonna, is reaching really bad. No, no, check it out. Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. Here's here's the here's the thing. I read the articles and everything. The picture that you see on there that was artwork done from these, oh, yeah, these yeah. folks in Mexico. I it's, got you. it's awesome looking. I love the artwork. But there is a bat god in Camazots. Oh, right, Camazots. 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 I like to say zots because it just sounds cooler. But go okay. ahead. We'll, 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 we'll do it your way, okay, Mexican. <laughs> okay. Is that better? Actually, they're Guatemalans. Yeah. Well, they're Mayans. Quiche. Right. Yeah, well, it, it, actually, in the Quiche, we're actually from uh, Honduras and Guatemala. Yeah, they were all over the central, yeah, but, central but America. Th they're not. That's not technically the Mexican, because uh, the, because just just to tell you guys, the, mm -hmm. the Mayans had it was divided like it was very much like Greece. Mm -hmm. They had city states. There was yeah. Sparta. There mm -hmm. was Argos. There was Thebes. There was uh, you know um, Athens. 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 Yeah. So that that that's how it was, and so you had all these different cities, and you and they were all Mayan, but they all had their own little yeah. governors or whatever. And yes, and like the like the uh, everybody had their own hood. Yeah, think of yeah. it. Think of it in terms like like the bands of the Sioux, the the Ogallala and the Lakota, Lakota. et cetera, et cetera. Okay, okay. It's like that. They, they don't call own... themselves Sioux either. By no, the way. no, they call themselves Lakota. Yeah, a friend of mine, she's like, I'm not Sioux. That means something very bad. That's like the, the Apaches don't like nope. to be called Apaches. Not because, at all. Yeah, because the Comanches, that, that's a word that basically means like- Attacker. Or yeah, it negative. means like enemy, yeah. yeah it's right. Let's put it in a nice way. It means enemy. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I totally understand. But the Kiche, you know, that was that was their god. And it, and it was- Well, he, no, that was one of their gods. Right. Yeah, and and he was a bloodthirsty god. He was a god of death, mm -hmm. death, yeah. and there's a few other things, but death, sacrifice, and a few other things associated with that. But you know, I thought it was really interesting that they had a bat god, a bat god, and you know. some of the archaeological, um, you know, it shows his head looking almost like bat-like head mm, with yeah. a, with the big ears sticking out, and it's funny because you've I've gotten a story about a bat type uh, creature now as we move along on this episode i have a story about that it's it's not real big it's not real long or whatever but it, i was going to tell it in time with this with, oh, hey. with camisoles yeah well there you go and then i was also going to talk about uh, a lachusa incident that happened because we're, we're talking about mexican folklore this yeah. isn't technically mexican folklore but it's mayan it's related and the mayans were in, in southern yeah Southern Mexico, and then there's another one that that a story that happened to me when I was working uh, security at a place. But uh, if you want to go ahead and talk and tell your your yeah, your I, lame I, stories, Chief, go ahead. I had uh, <laughs> well, I had broke down actually four scenarios with the lore, and one the lechuza was was your get inside. It's getting late. 
It's dark outside. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro, get inside to let you out, right? Yeah, it's out there. And we we covered the kukui, right? Yeah. The kukui was just your general well, crowd, crowd everywhere. control. Right? It's just crowd hey, control. <laughs> hey, don't, hey, y'all get away from from grandma's room. The the kukui's the over there. The kukui's in the back. The, right there. the, li- the light <laughs> flickers, and it's really just because you know the bulbs burning out. Mm-hmm. But it's really because the kukui. The kukui's yeah. over there. Get the kids the, back over here. Then you the, want them. the yorona was when the kids didn't want to. They 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 weren't done swimming, mm-hmm. right? So your cousin's like, "Hey, bro, you know when it gets dark, La she shows out. up around water, bro. Yeah. She shows up. If we're at the river. We're camping. Let's go. We gotta go. Mom said, let's go. Well, they, well, I, you know what? I had an aunt that would take you to another level. She'd be at the swimming pool and she'd be like, "Okay, Yorona's gonna come get you." <laughs> you want to stay here, Pendejo? Stay here and die. Yeah, run she's coming right now. You hear and her? She's like, crying. Uh, you hear? I'm in three feet of water <laughs> over here. You know, like I'm like really in a pool. Hey, you know how she drowned her kids. You know that she drowned her kids. I'm like, yeah, wow. you know how Hispanic moms can be. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, there's an entity that has frightened every every Hispanic child up to now. The El Hihi. There's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> you see that all yeah. the, if, if you tell your kids if they say Shamona three times in the mirror then the El Hihi will come he get them yeah. <laughs> like bleach skin and like yeah, he's, hi children <laughs> no there's there's two for every man woman and child on this on the planet they're, they've been they're sighted daily there's two right here on wolf's feet Ch- La Chancla La Chancla the there's more chanclas than there are people for yes yes there absolutely are yeah but no, terrifying, bro. Yeah. But those four scenarios, you got the chancla, the llorona, la chusa, and the cucuy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, the, and that's, and that's y- my time for the day. You know what? <laughs> you know what, though? Llorona. My nephew's sitting right here. He has a llorona story, but he don't want to tell it. He's got a ghost story, too, but he don't want to tell it because he's just like that. Yeah. Hey. There was a llorona signing out of uh, Uvalde or near Uvalde. Uh, well, not, not really near it, actually. Um, Gardner State Park area, Concan. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there are people out there camping out, out on Gardner State Park, out on the Frio River, all the time, and allegedly they were. Playing. How come I've never heard of the Frio? Is that like a Mandela effect? Because because I know Squid the other day was like, "I'm gonna go to the Frio River," and I never even heard of that. Where you never where, been out there? No, I had never heard of the Frio River, and so everybody's like, "Yeah, the Frio River, dude." And I'm like, "Remember Anthony? We were talking clear about clear as water, clear. Oh, you see all the way at the bottom. It's cold. Okay, it's that, great. and you, from you're from this timeline, so you you know about the Frio River. Yes, yeah, you and Loki and Squid. But I but Mandela. I'm How could that, I have bro? traveled I all be, over the freaking Texas and I've never heard of this place? I used to be five nine. I mean, we talked about that. That's a freaky <laughs> thing because actually after you said that, there were a few people that I've actually talked to. I said, how tall do you think Chief was? And they were r- guessing around that range, five, six, five, eight, five, nine, you know, nobody said like, like whatever, or five, or five, 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 six. Everybody was like five, eight, five, nine, five, ten. Because when you and Scorpion threw down, I thought y'all were about the same height. I thought I was Scorpion's height. <laughs> it's so weird. That is so weird. And so, so, but no, yeah, yeah. Y'all went to the Frio River. Frio River. It's off. It's Concan. It's out. It's south. Uh, I know, southwest and, uh, of Concan, San Antonio. Yeah, this make believe place that doesn't it's, exist in my mind. Where the water's clear. What's going on? Here? The clear water. <laughs> Can we get some of that up to Flint, please? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? It, it, I couldn't believe it because when I saw that, I was like, did this place, did the, did the drought that we had years ago, did that like just dry it up or it, something? It affected it some. Like you you could, from where we camped, which is a place called Neil's Lodge, we'd get dropped off about two, bridge, two bridges up the river and mm-hmm. it would normally take about an hour. And I think a couple of years back, it probably took us two or three hours to get back to camp. 
And there's some areas where you have to get out of the water. Dude, carry your I never heard. You've heard of the Frio River? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of the Frio dude, River. Y'all are just freaking me out, dude, because like I've been here and I've traveled all over Texas. I've been everywhere and I've never it's heard actually, of this. Actually, uh, the Frio is a lot. I would say it's, it stretches away, but the parts that I'm familiar with and where it's at, it's, at, it's down closer to uh, Pondo, Pearsall, all those. That you've out there. You've out there. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I've been all over that area and I don't remember no Frio River. I thought it was a joke when I read that. I was like, the Frito River? Like, what is this? <laughs> no, not Fritos. Yeah. Make, you can make great Frito pie with Fritos, but no, you it's can't, the Frio, yeah. Frio, there's, Frio there's River. There's a story out there, a uh, family that was camping and allegedly... Uh, they were camping in cabins. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the places out there, you you can rent a cabin or you can just camp out of a tent, rough it. But um, they're playing hide and seek. Playing hide and seek. Adults playing hide and seek. No, this was the children. Okay, of course. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, the children are playing hide and seek, and uh, as uh, the little girl that was it, you know, finishes counting, and she goes out. No one's, of course, nobody's around. Everybody's hiding, but she hears crying down by the river. She thinks, oh, well, great. One of, her, one of the cousins fell down, you know, scraped her knee or something. Somebody got hurt. Well, she runs down there, and allegedly there's a woman There's a woman crying. There's a woman crying mid-river, but she's floating, you know? Because I don't mm-hmm. know, if, you, if you've been to the Frio River, when the water's high, it's okay. pretty, pretty rapid. Okay, I already told you I don't believe in this place, so you're asking me if I'd been there. No, okay. I have not. South, Frio River. Yeah, y'all two from this timeline. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, the, the whole thing with the Frio River, when the water's up, I mean, it gets beautiful. It gets beautiful. Huh. You know, I've been to a lot of those areas down there. It's beautiful. You but, know, it, it's also, for the most part, the way I understand it and what I've experienced is a lot of it, it's it's a lot of campgrounds, camp areas that people go to. And it's, I mean, it gets pretty creepy at night sometimes. But yeah, no, so she, she noticed, her and her cousins noticed an apparition on the river of, of the Yorona. Wow. So, but that was, that and was. So a who are these people? You know them? No, this is a story, that's a story that I've, that I heard. Okay, so it's a lie. <laughs> They're like, this, this is a story that, that I heard. This is the name of a horse I used to own, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> his name was his name Ed. His name was <laughs> no, it was George. <laughs> so okay, so so, but you know what? Though that is a very common theme. Uh, just just to, just to tell the people that are listening, folks. Here's what happened. It's the water again. Well, it's the water. Here, here's what happened during the the, the siege of Tenochtitlan, mm-hmm. when Cortez's forces. What ended up happening? They ended up taking the city, and then they were in turn laid siege to by the forces of the Aztecs. But they eventually were relieved by their allies, the Tlaxcalans and the Tabascans, who actually helped to push the Aztecs, uh, crush them against the the walls mm-hmm. uh, uh, as the Spaniards. Uh, defended. It's a mm-hmm. very, it's a very interesting story. What ended up happening was not to get too preachy about history, but because I love history, the Aztecs were eventually defeated, and it was, pre- it was predominantly because of the Indians that around them that they had oppressed. Yeah, the natives. because they were yeah. Because when when people talk about like uh, Aztlan, Azteca, and all this stuff, I'm thinking, do you realize that that was about thirty percent, and the other seventy percent were being oppressed by them? So yeah. yeah, let's just let's you know let's not forget that they were ripping out their hearts and doing these horrible things. So the Indians that were being uh, oppressed by the Aztecs were more than happy to come and help defeat them. So they did, and they relieved the Spaniards. And what ended up happening as the city, as the Aztec forces had gone into the city and then they were eventually surrounded and slaughtered, mm-hmm. there was a woman that was heard wailing. And this is a legend that goes way back to the siege of Tenochtitlan. And of course, it is on the lake. That is a, a, a 
and I could tell you all about the Aztecs. I've studied them inside and out. It's a very fascinating civilization, bloodthirsty as no civilization has ever been. And one of the things that happened was that there was a legend that grew up from that, that there was a woman saying, my children, my children, we are lost. My children, my children, we are lost. And so they heard people wailing, throw the treasure into the, into the, the lake, you know, we are lost, we are lost. Mm-hmm. So from that legend of the water, a woman wailing on the water, there was something that was born of that. This is my belief. And I really believe this because I have talked talk to people who have looked me dead in my eye, even a cousin of mine, and they told me point blank, I have heard the Yorona. I have seen La Yorona. And and I think it is a legend that follows like the Banshees. There's Irish. I know a couple yeah, people Banshees, that are from yeah. Ireland and they they swear that Banshees will, they'll hear them. And it's an Irish thing, but and I think that this is a Mexican thing. I don't, I don't think that it's just any other Latino race. I think it's a Mexican thing, and yeah. I think it stems completely from the the siege of Tenochtitlan mm-hmm. when they when that woman was heard wailing, you know. And yeah. I believe that it was carried on, but something was born of that, and so the legend became uh, that a woman had drowned her kids or whatever. I don't believe that part. I think that's right. Uh, that's just regional changes yeah, to the that's, story. That's a folklore. That was but, keeping but, but you away from is, the water. Yes, but there is something <laughs> to that Aztec legend, and that Mexicans carry that. I believe in, in you know through the blood. I believe that, that that there's a bloodline there, that there is something that was born of that. Now, whether you want to call it ancestral memory or if you want to say that it, there's an actual entity that was born that day from the blood that was spilled. Um, from the fall of a civilization, that's a very heavy metaphysical thing that happens. Yeah, you know? it's a lot of death like, involved. I know. There. Also, like in the, we were talking about the Bible Belt earlier, and you hear about uh, in this episode. You yeah, mean the border? We were belt. talking about the border belt, the not border, the Bible the Belt. Bible belt, belt well, about the Bible. Sorry, the Bible Belt. It's full, it's full <laughs> of Bibles. You got a lot of religious Latinos in the border. <laughs> a belt. lot of okay, religious border, Latinos. Correction, border belt. And uh, talk about the border patrol. You you hear dozens and dozens of stories about women in white or the weeping women or the Yorona, you Mm -hmm. know, from La Homa Road, uh, Highway 83. You know, you just an influx of tons Mm -hmm. of these stories down there. Because when it, whenever a a an an Anglo person or a white person or will hear or see a woman on the water or something like that, like the Lady of the Lake up in in Dallas, I had a friend of mine. He's seen that. He doesn't say it's La Yorona. You know, right. but when you hear of a water spirit or a female spirit, and actually me and Tony were talking about this last night, the, there's a lot of legends that, that that go from Ireland all the way to China. Yeah. That uh, if a, a spirit of a person is deceased in the water, mm-hmm. that they will actually, it is a stronger entity for whatever reason, because maybe of the electromagnetic energy. I'm trying to get scientific. Negative, well, what is it? Negative ions? Yeah. Well, the, the, the electromagnetic energy. Yeah. And so, and so, so what so, I'm yeah. just trying to think that that's, that could be why that the entity would be stronger. The legends are that they are stronger. So what I'm thinking is the, the Mexican people, they, they associate that with La Llorona, which is, like I said, from that legend of the of the siege of Tenochtitlan, the fall of the civilization of the Aztecs, that, that which were moment. the predominant society at that time. Yeah. Now they weren't the only pre-Columbian society, but they were the predominant. And, and they were I the, have a, the ones on top, the dominant ones. Yeah, yes, they were the dominant the, ones. They they had taken over the Zapotecs, Mixtecs, whatever. And they'd also they'd also defeated the Mayans in the southern portion. They had defeated the Mayans and driven them out, which mm-hmm. that's why the, the the civilization of the Mayans in the south fell before the Guatemalan and, and the Hondurans. 
Now, what ultimately the the key? What do you call them? The uh, the from the uh, Kamazots people. Yeah, uh, yeah Kamazot, the Kiche. That's the, a part the, of the, the Kiche. I was gonna say Kalinke because we were talking about that earlier. The Kiche. <laughs> the Kiche. Now, the Kiche were actually eventually defeated as, as the Spaniards moved south, and with their allies, they actually overthrew them and so defeated like a, them. Like an egg and cheese, like a pie, you know. Quiche. <laughs> We're talking about a quiche, you know? <laughs> no, but th th that's the history of that. And and I know that if anybody ever wants to read some really, really, really amazing history, uh, read read a book called Cortez and the Downfall of the Aztec Empire by John Manship White. It's a very good book, dude. I I read it. I was on a flight to Vegas and I was yeah bored, you know. And I was just like, you know what? I just I just got on the plane. I said I'm gonna start reading this book, and I almost finished it by the time I got landed. It was it's not a real long read, but it's very interesting. I mean, like he goes into depth about like and and he'll give you the true story of like what we know, you know. And of course, you can read. Um, there were lots and lots of different stories that went on, the battles that went on. Uh, from the Incans, you know, and and how they were defeated, and how yeah, the the Mayans were, were were wiped out, you know, mm -hmm. and and so uh, Mayans aren't really wiped out though; they're still there. They, but were, they were defeated. Yeah. yeah, they were defeated eventually, but and they disbanded. were very very uh, bloodthirsty people. I mean, the Aztecs were. Kukulcan was the main god of the Mayans, yeah. and he was demanding blood for the sun to rise, and then of course. It was Huitzilopochtli for the, the, the Aztecs. Aztecs yeah. Well, they, they kind of co-opted that particular set of gods from the Mayans. Well, actually, the Toltecs were there before, and then then the Aztecs came. And, of course, like I said before, there were two cities. There was there were twin cities. There was Tenochtitlan, and then there was the other one. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember the name of it at the top, top of my head, but it was another a big city that they didn't touch. Right. And it was just uninhabited. They just they, because Are you they, talking about Teotihuacan? Teotihuacan. There you yeah. go. They they didn't have it. They didn't mess with it because it was like considered cursed or whatever, and yeah. so they didn't touch it for whatever reason. Which was so weird because those cities were already there when they came, and nobody knows who built them. Well, you know, there's speculation that before the Toltecs, and the reason Mexico has its name today of Mexico, right? The the original inhabitants of the area where Tenochtitlan is and all that other stuff. Is the Mexica. Mexica, yeah. Mexica. The Mexica, that's where they got Mexico from because they mm -hmm. were the original inhabitants before the um, Aztecs came in and took over. You know, Toltecs, Aztecs, before. Yeah, that, all that but happened. that has not been proven. That is all speculation. Well, there, the, the no... tribe originally did live there. Now, whether they were dominant or whatever they did, but they're, they're considered the original native. And that would be generations before the. The, the Aztecs and the Mayans, or the yeah. Mayans and then the Aztecs showed up. It, they, they were supposedly kind of like with the, the Utes and the Navajo people from the, Utes, yeah. from, from, Utah. Uh, from the Four Corners. They talk about the Anasazi that were there before them, yeah. the ancient the, ones. The, the, the like people the, that built into the side of the yeah. cliff, uh -huh. the cliff dwellers. It's something, to that, it's something to that level. There's a story that I read about how the, there, were, there was a civilization that was living in that region before the Aztecs took it over. And it wasn't the, the Mohicans, it, it wasn't the Toltecs, it was another civilization that was there in between those civilizations. The Olmecs? Olmecas? Um, Olmecs? I don't want to say the Olmecs. I'm not, also the I'm, not, I'm not for sure that that's who it was, but it was- Tol a, Toltecs? Was, no, no, no. Tolte there was the Toltecs, I think, were after the Mohicans, and then they just kept, kept going, you mm -hmm. know? But there was a, there was another group that was their contemporaries, right. okay? And, they have, and then eventually the Aztecs overthrew them. Kind of like the Romans did the Etruscans, you know, 
But the the Etruscans, for years, the Romans had to pay tribute to the Etruscans. Well, the Aztecs paid tribute to this other race that was living in that region. Right. And once again, they had just co-opted that city. They weren't the builders. But they, they went into a temple, and they were going to pay the— the uh the the king of this other civilization i can't remember who they were a great uh, homage they're pay- paying him a great homage and so while he's sitting in this darkened temple waiting for them to come out and do this great thing the ceremony or something the ceremony yeah he sees one of the high priests wearing the skin of his daughter oh wow and so he was infuriated. He was like, uh, th- you know, and to the Aztecs, that was a great honor. They had sacrificed her to their highest God mm-hmm. and then flayed her skin. And then he was just like, you know, he flipped out. So then, of course, the Aztecs got driven out and they spent another 30, 40 years out on the outskirts skulking in the desert, you know, mm-hmm. from away from, you know, whatever, because they were driven out. And then eventually they marshaled their forces and they came back, and then, of course, you know, because the Aztecs were a confederation of different tribes that that actually came together. And like I said, I can't remember off the top of my head. I have to go back and research it. But they overthrew that particular tribe, and then they took it over. Mm-hmm. But they have no real memory. Like, the Aztecs can't really tell you where they came from. They know they came from the north. Aztlan. Yeah. And, but, but, and, and so a lot of people believe that where they came from was Cahokia. Mm-hmm. And that they had just kept going yeah. until they 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 ended up south because they they even have a genetic um, like they've even done gene- genetic testing and and they actually their DNA corresponds to some of these tribes and, and like we've talked about this before how the dog man follows the corn you know and how the corn like it ended up in this region then it ended up in this region and it just kept going because the Aztecs were were agrarian. And that they were actually, they, they moved, like, I guess when they came across the Bering Strait, they went to the middle of the country, then they ended up in Wisconsin or whatever, um, that region, and they just came Illinois straight down. And all yeah, that, Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. And they now. just came straight down. And so they followed, archaeologically, the DNA is actually, I've read all that, you know, but anyway, that's neither here nor there, but that that is part of the Mexican folklore because all those legends and all those stories come from somewhere. And I think that the Aztecs, they were told to continue going until they found the eagle on, uh, the, eating, on the middle, eating no. the snake, right? On, on the top f- of a yeah, cactus. On the, fl- on the cactus, yeah. yeah. And so that's on the flag now. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of that correlates because if you, it, and I don't know how many of these videos are actually legit, but if you, if you put in Yorona on YouTube, mm-hmm. a, a lot of them are sightings of her in Mexico city. And allegedly she walks down the street weeping. And then when she gets to the, to the uh, cemetery, she disappears. Oh, wow. So there, and there's a dozen, dozens of those videos. Well, that's Mexico City because that's what, it's, you know. That's right where it went down. That is. That's where it went down. And and they've built. All of Mexico City uh, was built over these temples. This, like yeah. they, They'll, they'll, be, they'll be doing lake. excavations, yeah. yeah. And and they'll, they'll the, the, the ground will fall through and they'll find like an altar, you know, that mm-hmm. were a temple or something that was there because the Spaniards did a pretty good job of eradicating a lot of the uh the gruesome altars yeah. and things like that, but every once in a while they'll find like they'll they'll, they'll be an archaeological find and they'll find just like a room just full of skeletons, you know. And yeah, I mean it, if if you want to read about what they did, I mean there's all these people nowadays romanticizing it and it's just like that's insane to me because you know, for it to rain, Mel, Mel they, they, they would they would kill people. They would kill little children for the rain, and then they would. And this isn't no make believe. They can archaeologically prove this. Droughts, you know? the droughts. If there was a drought, they would kill the children. They would make them cry. The tears. They they would stone them. 
uh, lop off heads of virgins for harvest. You yeah, know? for yeah for fertility. They were cannibals stuff, yeah. too. They would eat, you know, and so to gain you know, the power of their enemies. They yeah, their they enemies. would eat human thighs. It was very important to them, and and so it was just a lot. Of, it was a lot of crazy stuff that went on. But you would think that a, a culture so steeped in, in blood and magic would be a, a breeding ground for paranormal and spiritual things, and it is. It very much is. There's a very my my uh, great aunt used to always tell me that there was a lot of petty vindictiveness down in Mexico, and she said, you know, that that when when a, a woman was was celoso, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. envy, she was jealous, yeah. Envious, she yeah. she would go and get the hair of, of the person, you know, and then take she, it to you know, bruja. yeah, and the bruja, bruja would do the do the magic, magic, and then they would the sangra, you know, it was yeah. the blood and blood, you know, and then they would they would do the 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 the, the magic, you know, to to like curse them, you know, and to make them ugly or to make them them sick or, or to whatever or because have an accent too well, much that's, accident that's to that's make where them the lechuza comes from a lot of brujeria you know yeah the so lechuza a vehicle used by by um, witches. witches stop yeah. saying a vehicle because it sounds like they're on a broom it's a medium uh, <laughs> a way <laughs> a vessel like, it's a vessel oh you got the new one now <laughs> That's the V six hundred. That one can move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And speaking of the lechuza, Warner Brother witch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got the broom on there, like you know. Speaking of the lechuza, I finally got with my mom, and she gave me the lowdown on the story about this great, great about. I would say about three greats as far as uncles concerned, and um, the story with him and how he caught a witch. I thought you told us that would have the knots and all that. Well, you gave me more the the story that. So we got to have to hear it again. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, man, it's, tor- it's terrible. All right, well, hey, uh, go ahead and wake me up with this. Uh, <laughs> take a little nap. Wake me up. You know, so basically, like I said, the story was this, this is a little town in Mexico, and in those days, it was nothing but a spot in the road that you know a wagon would come through in order to go to a bigger like town. Like a lot of towns yeah. nowadays. So that uh, one horse town. Yeah. Oh, this was less. Maybe one donkey. One goat. <laughs> one donkey. But uh, that this uncle, he was out in the fields and, of course, doing his thing all day long. And then he came back at the, you know, at the end of the day, it was going down. And he came back to where the trees were at the edge of the field. And he was getting his stuff ready, you know, because it's about to get dark. He couldn't do no more work and he's going back to the house. While he was gathering all his stuff and getting ready to take the horse and, and everything, go back to, back to the house, that he heard a lechuza flying overhead. And as soon as he heard that, well, he started looking around, wondering what the heck's going on. Then he looked up and saw lechuza. And so immediately he sprung into action. And of course, trying to catch it and everything else. From what I understood is that he set like a little rope trap or where it landed and it caught the f- caught the leg, caught it by the leg. You like know. a snare kind of thing? Like a snare. That's what I understand. And of course, once that happened, the um, he started, he grabbed his scarf that he had. In those days, you know, there was these long scarves they'd have around their necks for all the sweat and stuff. Men? It's a scarf, like like a you know, man was wearing a scarf down no, there. No, think in it was kind of like a think think of it kind of like a, a more of a handkerchief, but it was huge. Long story short, he grabbed it as soon as he snared it. He grabbed that big long piece of cloth mm-hmm. and started making knots. And as he made knots, he was Praying. reciting the prayers mm-hmm. called Las Doce Verdades del Mundo, the Twelve Truths of the World, and he was saying these prayers as he's tying the knot. So during this time, while he's now, praying, explain explain what that is. The twelve prayers. The, the okay, the twelve prayers 
the 12 truths of the world. Las 12 verdades del mundo, mundo right? Yeah. Basically, you're praying and kind of like when they do the rosary. Mm-hmm. It's it's along those lines. It's I'm like not going to tell you. 12 truths. Yeah. So he's praying as he's tying these mm-hmm. knots. Meanwhile, this bruja, that he, this lechuza that he caught, which was really a bruja, was trying to struggle to get away. But as soon as he got done tying the last knot and finishing up the prayers, he said she dropped. It dropped down there, still attached to the snare, but it was a woman. And he had seen a lechuza flying. And then once he got done with the prayers, boom, here she drops to the ground. It was like a binding. Yeah, it was basically a binding thing. Like a binding prayer. Right. And it stripped her of her power of being able to be in the, you know, transformed or morphed into a uh, lechuza. Mm-hmm. So as soon as she hit the ground, my uncle started, this great, great uncle of mine started moving towards her to kill her and that she started begging, please don't kill me. Don't kill me. Um, you know, let me go. Let me go. I've got a family and so on and so forth. And so this whole exchange went back and forth as she pled for her life because she kept telling him things like, I've got a family. I've got to get back to them and so on and so forth. And eventually from what my mother told is that the conclusion to that was is he went over there and basically he grabbed a rod, you know, stick, as you have those for your goats and stuff to move around. Yeah, he just yeah, had the stick. Prod them. He started smacking and beat the dog <laughs> the dog daylights out of her and basically making her swear not to be doing that anymore. If you know, and that's the only way he would let her go is if she swore. At the end of the day, she swore and he let her go, but he didn't kill her, which is what it was. his first intent was because she was a bruja, mm-hmm. you know, practicing black magic. Yeah, I don't see a, a person that practices black magic being too honest. Right. But the point being is, is that I don't know any more of the details outside of that is if and when she bound or he bound her in some uh, form or fashion. I don't know. But that was the end, the end state he Beat the tar. And what out of what if the truth though is that he was actually just an abductor? Um, and he abducted some poor girl, just beat her and put her in a cage. And hey, I'm just telling you the story, man. We did some kind of horrible, <laughs> some kind of horrible human centipede experiment. I know, on <laughs> I know there was a similar story of a, a witness that said that that a, a, a lechuza was struck uh-huh. like with a rock, like they yes. threw a rock, and that the lechuza began to curse back at him. Oh wow! And that allegedly they ran in the house because it it engaged them. But he said by morning, whenever there was no there was no um, sign of them. Right. By morning there was no sign of them. So he got in his car and he took off. And he said down the road he saw a young girl that had like an an abrasion or like a laceration on her head. Oh wow! Yeah. So allegedly that, that was the bruja that, that he happens pelted a lot. with a rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the story. That's how it goes. It's always like that. It, the lechuza and, and, and something. By, by morning, it's mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the Cinderella form. thing. An, an evil, twisted form of Cinderella. By midnight, you turn back, you know, turn back into the pumpkin. The coach does that well, kind of thing. I got, a, I got a lechuza story for you. I got, I got a couple. And that's all we have for you this week, folks. Join us again next week when we bring you the conclusion to this great episode about Mexican folklore. As always, like, comment, and subscribe if you like what you hear. Support the show, and thank you so much for, for everything, for your time. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>